I have lived in Australia for nearly 15 years, mostly in Melbourne and the last few years in Newcastle. Of course, I'm aware of the drought. I've read about it in newspapers or seen it on the nightly TV news. But lately, I've noticed a change in the tone of the coverage. More news articles, more TV specials, and more, how do you say it, apocalyptic terms. The water crisis gripping New South Wales is now at emergency level. Day zero is approaching when rivers and dams will run completely dry. Around the Hunter Valley, almost all towns are now on some form of water restriction ranging from level one, which restricts activities like water in your garden, all the way up to level six, which restricts water usage to 188 liters of water per person per day. The average Australian uses two to three times that amount. Maybe just stop for a second and imagine life on half or a third of the water you use. And with the drought and all the suffering that goes along with it, it is a massive human drama playing out in our very own backyards. It is something that I wanted to explore, these small towns in the Hunter Valley that have been suffering these last few years, and I wanted to talk to the people on the streets to see how the drought was affecting their lives and whether or not they were finding any joy living under such difficult conditions. My first stop was the town of Morundi in the upper Hunter Valley, a town that has been on level six water restrictions for nearly a year now. This is the worst drought on record. That was Morundi Mayor Mike Bedgegood. It's not, you know, one of the worst, it is the worst. And this is on the back of a what they call the millennial drought, and we never really recovered from that one. The mayor also talked about the psychological toll it has taken on the town. It's hit hard and it hit fast, and there are areas like our own that have actually been suffering this drought for going on three years now. Like anybody else in any other sort of business or uh, large community group where they, they suffer some sort of disaster, it impacts heavily and it impacts on mental health. And so people are suffering not physically, not just physically, but, but mentally as well. Morundi is currently having its water trucked up via scone, which has cost the council $700,000. And of course, all that money is not being spent on other more valuable projects for the community. Although there is hope in Morundi, with the construction of a pipeline that the mayor thinks might be able to solve Morundi's long-term water problem. It goes from the Glenbourne Dam through scone, and then all the way up to Morundi. And as I said, that's, that started construction a couple of months ago. It's about a quarter of the way through and, and all going well. We will have water uh, in that pipeline and then up to Morundi sometime next year. The mayor said that despite all the difficulties here in Morundi, it is still a lovely place to be. It's, it's, uh, it's a different world and it's very tough for those people, especially the people that have made a lifestyle change. So they've moved from the city into the country. And, it, and Morundi, is, for example, is a beautiful spot. There's no prettier place when it's green and a beautiful place and a great lifestyle. But in times like these, it becomes very dry and those people that have moved there um, are wondering what on earth's going on. It's, it's hit them like a ton of bricks. After leaving the mayor's office, I drove to Morundi's visitor center. It was gray and overcast and slightly drizzling, and I did have to laugh that I drove all the way out to a drought-stricken area on a rainy day. Caroline, who was minding the visitor center, said the town would need quite a bit more water to get through the drought. We need a lot of rain. I mean, this town is on level six. It's a very nice town. It's a very, when it's green, it's an absolutely beautiful place. 
After leaving the visitor center, I walked along the main street of Morundi, listening as semi-trucks plowed the pavement. I saw a man in large black gumboots unloading some rubbish from the back of his ute. I walked up to him and asked him if he was a farmer. He said yes, and then I asked him if I could record him, and he said he would rather not. I thanked him for his time, and I looked back and he was crying. And, and in the city you see on the news all the time, farmers going recent, right? You come up here, and, and honestly, I'll get sick of hearing it, because you go, if I lost my job, or if I mismanaged my property in Sydney, or whatever I did bad, I don't think I could get on national TV and, and let everyone know, you know? I'm pretty sure they wouldn't care, yeah? So it's not until you come up here and you see it firsthand, and you see these farmers coming in here that are just destroyed. That was Brett. He owns a bakehouse on the edge of town called Life of Pi. He is originally a city slicker like me, coming from Sydney. He moved up to Morundi for cleaner air. But to see the look in their face and the tears run down their face and, you know, the fact that there's a chance, good chance that they could lose their farm. And, and you know, they're going to be accountable for it. And all those generations before and the family and all the rest are going to be going, hey, man, you're a loser. And, and this is what, and they suffer in silence. This is the other thing too, because the suicides up here are huge. Um, they suffer in silence. They don't talk. Farmers don't talk. They don't express. They don't, they can't tell anyone their problems. Um, and it's and it is. It's sad. It's so sad to watch. So, really, they suffer in silence. He urged me to focus more on positive stories about people who were surviving and still finding joy in everyday life. And over the next few months, that is my plan, to visit towns around the Hunter Valley in western New South Wales, to see how people are coping with the drought and how they are keeping their communities thriving under such difficult conditions. Handheld Travel is written, recorded, and produced by me, Lawrence Hamilton. You can find Handheld Travel on Facebook and Instagram or on Best of the Rest. That's W R E S T.com. That's Best of the Rest.com. Please leave a review when and where you can. It doesn't have to say much, just maybe the name of your favorite wrestling move. Mine is the Bulgarian Thunderclap. Thanks for listening. 